What is up, everyone, and welcome back to another Slab Sox live show here on the Slab Sox YouTube channel Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. My name is Aaron, joined by Nate, here for another episode, of course, as always. And today we are talking about the most important sports cards to watch in April because we've got some playoff action starting in April, both between the NBA and the NHL. So very excited about that. Uh, most of the uh, first discussion will be about the NBA play-in tournament. Nate prepared us a sweet section, I believe. And then uh, I'll mm -hmm. talk about the NHL for a little bit, just for those of you who do like hockey talk. But of course, Greg, our puck drop host, is the one that hosts the bi-weekly hockey show. Um, so we're going to jump right into this. Nate, we can start talking about the play-in. Hector and uh, Alexandre, what is up? Good to see you all here. And uh, excited to start looking at some cards from the play-in tournament. Here we go. Yeah, so <coughs> let's get into it a little bit. Top players to watch from each playing team, yada, yada, yada. Let's start with the Lakers. We all know what LeBron James and Anthony Davis are going to go for me. Anyways, we know what LeBron James and Anthony Davis are going to do, right? They've been doing it for years. You, you know what they're going to put up. So for me, you know, the wild card is D'Angelo Russell. He was a Laker. He's now back on the Lakers. Um, in his 17 games, he averaged 17 points a game um, and added in six assists. So I am I am mostly curious about him more than anybody else on the team. He's been there the least, essentially. He has the third largest role. And now I, I we, you need to see him do well because I don't know if the Lakers team is deep enough with just LeBron and Anthony Davis. So they're going to need third fiddle D'Angelo Russell to do well. As for card prices, um, you can actually, this just sold the other day, March 27th, Sapphire PSA 9 with an authentic auto selling for 433 bucks, whereas the PSA authentic with the auto 10 sold for $350 back in July. Um, I don't necessarily know if that's a rise. I think I'd rather have the PSA 9 with the authentic auto. Definitely. But uh, I also think that the the patch is a little bit cooler on the other one with the angle of the uh, number there. Not to mention the overall basketball market has definitely dropped since last July. So to see a price that's even higher than that in general is good to see. And uh, I'd agree with you. I mean, the only thing I guess I'd say is, uh, you know, you know, you said, you know, we're going to get with LeBron AD, which is true. If they're playing, let's hope for the Lakers sake. If you're a Lakers fan, that doesn't come down to one of these guys missing. Um, some of the playoffs if they do get into uh, the seven or eight seed, which I'd say, you know, Rudy Gobert, I don't know if you saw us, Nate, the T-Wolves are suspending him for the Lakers He's suspended, game. Yep. So T-Wolves are, are jump, without Jumping Gobert. the gun a bit on the next one, but it's all good. Oops. Uh, and then, uh, you know, so the Lakers will be hosting the Wolves uh, in this game. I imagine the Lakers will probably win that game. Uh, we'd kind of be shocked if they don't, but you never know. Anthony Davis – or not Anthony Davis. Anthony Edwards might go out for 40-plus and – see something pretty crazy there but we'll have to see tell us who's next yeah so next up is the Timberwolves and you can see here Carl Anthony Towns did I want to talk about Carl Anthony Towns I did not but with Naz Reed their backup center who is now out um because of the fractured left wrist that he suffered end of March and Rudy Gobert who is now out because of suspension that leaves no true center, which means I feel as though Carl Anthony Towns is probably going to have to be playing center um, and guarding, you know, and Anthony Davis. It just doesn't seem like it's going to go well for the Timberwolves uh, if I were a betting man. So that is why Carl Anthony Towns is our guy in the last 
year. Um, his Prism Silver is down 42%, and he really needs to show up big time if this Timberwolves team, without any true centers, is going to beat this Lakers team. I just I just don't see it happening. Funny enough, the Wolves went from kind of too much size to now not enough size within like a couple weeks. Uh, I was actually watching that that Wolves. I think they were playing the Suns because it's on ESPN. I was watching that Wolves-Suns game when Reed actually hurt himself. He, uh, I think he was going for a dunk and he fell. And then he, it didn't really look like he fractured his wrist. Like he was holding it right. You could tell he hurt himself. But he went to the free throw line, shot broke both free throws. I don't even think he came out of the game either after he shot them. Sort of like fracture your wrist and need surgery after not really being able to tell that a guy even broke his wrist is pretty crazy. Uh, Tony, what is up? Links, what's up? Tech, thank you so much for sending out some cards for our next SGC submission. I'll actually be talking about that coming up here. And Tim, uh, how are you doing? Good to see you as well. I'm excited to see what the T-Wolves can do. Of course, uh, it'll be difficult, I'm sure, to to beat the Lakers. But they do get that second game, and the second game would be at home. Um, it'd either be against the Pelicans, who they just beat uh, the other day, and then or yesterday, actually, or it'd be against the Thunder, whichever team comes out of that game. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Nate, I guess I'll actually reserve it for the end because I know you have some predictions to make. So, Yes. Um, next up is Pelicans. Not going to spend much time on this. It's really a matchup-centric uh, thing here for the Pelicans. Zion not close to being healthy uh, is the new report. So you know, you, you pretty much know what you're going to get out of C.J. McCollum and um, Brandon Ingram. It comes down to Valanchunas. You know, sometimes big guys like this are unplayable. And sometimes because they just get picked apart by smaller, quicker guys. And sometimes they're very playable. Um, I'll be curious to see how he does. Here is his prism base. We don't really actually need to discuss the prices here. I just <laughs> threw it up there. And the reason I'm curious about this is because what I'm curious about with the Thunder and what you have on the Thunder side is wait, – wait, 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 wait. You're telling me you don't want to talk about 4% increase on Valanchunas' 2012 prism base PSA 10, Nate? I know. It's shocking. But I will sacrifice not talking about that this time. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I know. Um, so you got Poku right here. Nice little mosaic white out of 25, 90 bucks. And Jalen Williams, uh, elite, like number to 17 out of 44 bucks. What I don't know what the color is supposed to be. Um, but these are their, this is their size. Poku, who's like seven foot, like 190 pounds. And Jalen Williams, who's 6'10", but a rookie. And they have to go up against Jonas Valanciunas. So this is like a twofold for me. On the Raptors side, it's what can Valanciunas do against the these young these young guys here, and Pelicans. what can these young guys do against Jonas Valanciunas? Pelicans and Valanciunas. What did I say? Raptors. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, looking at the card. Pelicans, yep. I got you. I think this will be a very exciting game. I presume this will be a very high-scoring game, most likely. Uh, maybe see Shea go off for 35 points or so. I don't know. I'm kind of hoping to see the Thunder pull this one out. I think it'd be really fun to see that Thunder team in the playoffs uh, and just see what happens. I mean, I think that this this like play-in appearance seems to be like a year earlier than maybe uh, we were expecting, or at least I was expecting, and, and it's cool to see, especially given how loaded they are with picks. Nate, I saw something that said if any trade or if any team is actually going to have the capital to pull off a Luka trade, It'd be the Thunder, um, given all their draft picks and everything. That but would be so interesting. Shea Luke and Luca on the same team would be crazy. 
did did you uh do you see though that Luca came out today and actually said that he very much so enjoys being in Dallas and the trade request was a false report that someone cooked up? Oh, I did not. Yeah, so he was, he had like his end of season interview or whatever, and, and he's like, I don't know who said it because it wasn't me. <laughs> oh, well, that's good for for Dallas fans. How cool would this be? Will says, "Is there an Aaron card and no Nate card? Uh, wh- who do I write to protest this? Can we get Nate in a Bowman Chrome or as a Bowman Chrome auto, preferably in a Bowman or in a Brewers uniform?" Jeez, I butchered reading that. Uh, yeah, that'd be kind of cool, Nate. How about that Bowman Chrome? Uh, Nate first Bowman with a Brewers jersey on. That that would be the most um, that'd be the most stolen Valor thing you've ever seen from anybody in your entire life. Might might be worth more than this custom here is worth now. That's fair. <laughs> All right, next up. All right, so that is the Western Conference. Um, now on to the Eastern Conference. Number one, this courtside black one on one just sold the other day on eBay, sixty one hundred bucks. Wow, Tyler yeah. Hero. Yeah, it's a nice card. That's a big sale. Um, but so Tyler Hero is. Uh, the key to the heat for me you can see up above his scoring averages the last couple seasons rookie year 13.5 points then 15.1 then 20.7 this year 20.1 then down below you have his scoring averages from the playoffs in his age 21 and 22 seasons um 12.6 points in the in his age 22 season 9.3 points in his age 21 season what i'm trying to get at here is that while he's been really good in the in the regular season, he's kind of faltered in the playoffs. Um, and not just point-wise either. You can see rebounds down per game, assists down per game, um, and points down per game. So Tyler Hero, to me, feels like the key here. If, he, if the Heat are going to do anything, they need him to play as well as he does in the regular season. Agreed. Yep. For the Hawks, DeJounte Murray is my guy. You can see his Prism Silver PSA 10 here is down 70, uh, almost 5% in the last year. And the reason for me is because he last played in the playoffs 2018 with the Spurs. So the 2018-2019 season, he didn't play in the playoffs. 2019-2020, 2020-2021, 2021-2022, and now 2022-2023. It's been five years. Since he was last in the playoffs, um, they gave up a ton for him. Gallinari plus three firsts and a pick swap. And so if you're the Hawks and you're DeJounte Murray, you haven't been back to the playoffs in forever. It's been five years in the making, and they need you. You know Trey Young's going to do fine, but they need DeJounte Murray to be what they traded for him. And he was really good this year, don't get me wrong. But after five years out of the playoffs and getting traded for you pretty much need to go out there and be spectacular. I at least I think these 2016 Prism Silver PSA tens are some of the most curious price trends to me in the basketball car market because, like, no doubt, a lot of Prism Silver PSA tens, nearly every single one, obviously got overpriced at one point. But of all of the Prism Silver PSA tens, these I thought would be the most uh, maybe bulletproof to price drops, which clearly nothing is bulletproof. Um, but the last sale, this one was one hundred and forty dollars. And that's just within the last six months now. It dropped 63%. So that's really just from the start of the NBA season until now. It's down 63%. Obviously, the Hawks, I'd say playing tournament probably was not like the goal. You know, getting into the top six seeds would have been the goal for the Hawks. And they can clearly get themselves in the into the playoffs still. But uh, there's only 147 of these PSA 10s. 
that's minuscule compared to many, many Prism Silver PSA 10s that we see either. Well, for sure nowadays, but uh, compared to even like 2017, it's 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 a lot lower than that too. So we'll see. I mean, the, the thing about them is that while they have dropped a lot because of how many less there are than the other years, uh, you know, a price rise could happen for any of these 2016 players like Ingram or Jalen Brown or Murray or uh, Jamal Murray, either the Murrays, if they do really well in the playoffs. So let's see. I agree. Um, moving on to the Raptors, you've got Jakob Pertl. Um, And the reason I bring him up, I mean, you could have brought up OG Anobi or Pascal Siakam or Fred Van Vliet or, you know, uh, Scotty Barnes. But I bring up Pertl because this was the move that kind of shocked people. You're giving up a first-round pick and two seconds. Not that two seconds are very important. But you're giving up a first-round pick, um, especially for Pirtle, at the trade deadline when a lot of people expected the Raptors to trade away, not acquire. And and the Raptors were reportedly, I can't, don't know if this is confirmed or not, but I remember seeing at the time that the Raptors were offered four first-round picks for OG Ananobi from the, um, the Nets after they acquired after they acquired Michael Bridges. So instead of acquiring a ton of picks, you sent out a first round pick to acquire Jakob Pertl. And for me, you kind of, he needs to be the, he kind of needs to be the linchpin to make that worth it, so to speak. Or he needs to do something that makes it worth trading that pick. I don't know the protections on it. I don't know if there are protections, how, how big the protections are or anything, but. He needs to do something or else the Raptors are going to look really silly. Yeah. And best case scenario, we're looking at the Raptors getting the eight seed and playing the bucks in the first round. So uh, best case is not, it's not a good case either way. I mean, they got to beat the bulls and they have to beat either the heat or the Hawks to get there. So yeah, that's, uh, that's also road. Uh, rookie Kings. I know it's a insert, but 20 bucks for a gold out of time. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a gold. And when I looked at that, I was an orange, you know, like I have 199 or something like that. Gold out of 10 for $20. Uh, yeah, he, you know, when I looked at this, I was like, oh, Nate, is he on a different team now? But I totally forgot they got traded to back to the Raptors because he was drafted by them. Yeah, so that's the second guy on this list that's been traded back to the team he was originally on. Who was the other? D'Angelo Russell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. And then lastly, the Bulls. Uh, I find the Bulls to be quite possibly, and don't take this the wrong way, John, if you're in here, <laughs> the least interesting team on this list by a very, very long shot. Um, so the only guy in their starting five that is remotely interesting to me is Patrick Williams, 21 years old, a lot of talent. Uh, we'll what about Zach Levine? Dude, Zach no. Levine is... What pushing thirty now? <laughs> Once a guy reaches thirty, is uninteresting. Man, I can't wait to see what happens with dinging corners in like a couple years. <laughs> That's true. Well, no, you're you're no, you're not wrong. Uh, once you hit thirty, you're basically you're basically dead. <laughs> um, but no, I'm not. I don't know. Zach Levine's been around for a while. It's just it's not yeah. that it's not that interesting to me. Yeah, it's I'm not, not like, like I wonder if Zach Levine's going to hit a new level. Okay. That's fair. You know? That's fair. Whereas Patrick Williams, it's like ah, maybe he could hit a new level in the playoffs. Maybe he doesn't. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I'm not saying more interesting than Patrick Williams. You just said that no one else is interesting outside of Patrick Williams. 
Oh, well, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, you don't want to see DeRozan manage... from the mid-range all game? I don't. <laughs> I don't. He's <laughs> 12 years for, for Jackson Churio. <laughs> Pat, plenty of time to buy him up. <laughs> I like it. But, yeah, um, I don't really have much to say on the Bulls, which is why I have Pat Williams here and a price of 150 for a blue PSA 10. It's just They're just not an interesting team. And especially with the – like the West – Somewhat interesting because you have the uh, the bottom the bottom teams with you know talent like the Timberwolves and the Lakers and stuff and the Thunder are young and exciting. The Bulls don't have the top end talent of a LeBron or an Anthony Davis, and they don't have the youth excitement of a Shea Gilgis Alexander. So, right. <coughs> it just is what it is. Uh, Nate, now tell me out of these eight teams, which four are going to be coming out of the um, play-in tournament into the actual playoffs? Um, I think it's going to be the Lakers for sure. Like pretty much a guarantee. Uh, my heart of heart says Thunder. I, I would like it to be the Thunder. So Lakers, Thunder um, in the West. And then <coughs> in the East, Honestly, I do think that uh, the Raptors—they've been kind of disappointing, but like the Heat are just a—they're just not a very good team. And I think if a healthy Raptors with a healthy Siakam and a healthy Fred VanVleet and an OG and all those guys, I so I, I think I'm taking the Raptors and probably the Hawks. Got you. All right, I'll go. Lakers, Wolves. I can't imagine LeBron losing a one-in game and in into the playoffs at home. I just can't see it happening to the Wolves, especially down all those guys, including McDaniel's now two Nate. Forgot to bring that one up. No, oh yeah, he punched the wall. Yeah, neither. So they're down three big guys that play a lot of minutes normally, which is just brutal. Um, I'm going to take Lakers, but I'll take the Wolves. I'll, I'll say Townsend and Edwards do enough to score a bunch of points in that second game at home. I, I would also be shocked if they lost that game at home. Because Carl Anthony Towns has never disappointed us in high-pressure moments before. Yeah, no, but they won the, they, they did make a play in last year. It's not like they make a play in last year, but but still, I they have two games to do it. They have two games to do it. Okay, so I just I think that they'll do it. Um, and then as for the East, <coughs> I kind of I, I also kind of doubt. Jimmy Butler losing in the play-in, but also like you said, they just haven't been that good. I'll go with the with the Heat though because uh, they just beat the Sixers the other night. Uh, maybe riding some good mojo. Heat and the Hawks, I think, are going to make it into the into the East. Leave behind so the you Raptors. You did not choose any of the nine or ten seeds. No, I don't think any, any of them went even, to game. Even though, even though the seven and eight seeds are not better or barely yeah. at all better <laughs> yeah but remember you have to win two games and also you don't play that last game at home if you're a nine or ten yeah i get it but that that's just what i'm going off of and that could be oh. wrong we'll see we'll wrap it up next week monday and see who's right or who's wrong uh oh, but now lastly nate to close out this segment uh first of all which player are you excited to watch the most in the playing tournament of the eight that you picked here oh shay you didn't even put shay on the screen i know but i still want <laughs> I, I I understand what you're asking now. <laughs> I thought you were just asking of anybody I like uh, on any team. Of the yeah. players I put on the screen specifically. <laughs> Probably DeJounte Murray. Yeah. 
DeJounte Murray. But of any player, Shay. Shay, yeah. I'm very excited to watch Shay too. And then last question is going to be who do you want the Bucks to get in the eight seed from like a easy smash four zero sweep? Any of them? Any of them. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not worried. <laughs> I'm not worried right. about any of the any uh, of fun, teams. Fun update, Nate. I'm going to game two of the first round. Oh, that's fun. Pretty excited. Pretty excited about that. Uh, but all right, that is it for NBA. Let us know in the comments if you have any thoughts on the NBA playing tournament. What's up, Ziggy and Pat? Uh, good to see you. I know we addressed your comment earlier, but good to see you. So I want to give a quick shout out here to our uh, Slab Stocks SGC card grading submission that goes out on April 15th. It means we have to have the cards in our hands by April 14th. This is a recent trio we got back that we graded a gold out of 15 from Bowman Draft. Uh is $18 per card for sports cards. That is $12 per card for Pokemon cards. Our website now can take uh, submissions at $12 per card for Pokemon cards specifically. Only submit through the $12 number if it is Pokemon. Um, and also, of course, as always, free autograph grades, no upcharges on the cards post-2000. Slabstocks.com slash grading is where you go to submit your orders. If you do want to get in for this upcoming order, uh, go to the website right now, submit your order tonight, ship it out tomorrow, and if you're within the continental United States, it should make it to us in time. And uh, it will go out on that 15th and be turned around pretty quickly to you all within like, you know, under two weeks, pretty much door to door. And then the other thing I want to point out is that in a submission we have coming back from the 330 submission group is this insane 16 card Victor Osman lot right here. Uh, striker for Napoli going to be on a massive move this summer, most likely to like a man you um, I know Chelsea wants to buy him, but I really can't see him coming to us if we finish the season like 10th or 11th. I just don't see that happening. Um, and then the point here is, though, is that this is the entire rainbow outside the Red Wave and the Super Fractor. So I'm super excited to get this thing back. We'll see how the results go. Uh, I'll reveal them all on our uh, grading reveals episode, slab reveals episode that comes out when the submission comes in hand. So excited for that. And uh, make sure to hop on the website, slabsocks.com slash grade now to submit for our SGC uh, grading submission. Thank you to anyone that submitted so far as well. We have a ton of packages coming in, including text here, so thanks, Tech. Uh, Big John says, hey, Big John, you uh, you just missed it. Nate kind of was roasting the Bulls earlier, so I'm glad that you missed that. Otherwise, you you might not oh, come well. back again. That's true. <laughs> just, just kind of messing around wasn't too bad, but it's funny. I mentioned your name. All right. I did, now- I did mention John by name <laughs> before, before talking about the Bulls. <laughs> True. Uh, now, just three three cards to, to highlight here for the NHL playoffs. Now, this is not a deep dive in any way, shape, or form. To get the deep dive, you're going to want to go to the Puck Drop episode on our YouTube channel. It comes out this Thursday. It hasn't released yet, but Greg uh, Chaudicartz, who is a uh, uh, French-Canadian uh, hockey fan up in Montreal, he hosts our twice or bi-weekly Puck Drop episodes, and he'll be doing an entire playoff look. Uh, looking at all the different players that can be affected by the playoffs and who might have the most uh, action to gain. But who we're looking at right here is David Pashnak, and he just hit 60 goals uh, yesterday. Now, Nate, two days ago in our Daily Slab newsletter, I wrote about that Pashnak needed three goals in the last three games to hit 60 goals. He got a hat trick yesterday to get all, all the way up to 60 in one game. Uh, it's a huge breakout season for him. He's been a nice player for the Boston Bruins, but he has really helped them in a big way because they just got to their 63rd win, which is the most of all time in a single NHL season two. Basically, by by the win record, that's the best team in the NHL history. They have a plus 124 goal differential. The next closest team is a plus 61, which is just oh. insane. Dude, they've over doubled the next 63 closest 63 more goals than the next closest in second place. They they have sixty three more goals than the goal differential than the next closest team. I I understand, but 
no, it's, 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 it's ludicrous is actually what it is. 63 wins in 80 games so far. They still have two games left to play and they could smash the record for most wins of all time by three. Uh, they're definitely the favorites to win the cup just based off of all that alone. And Pasternak playing extremely why well. Is it always the Boston teams. Like, why can't it be like some random team from some <laughs> random state, like literally anywhere else, but, but Massachusetts <laughs> <laughs> sick of the Patriots and Red Sox and all the like t- uh, Celtics and too. The Celtics and the Bruins. Yeah. But uh Pasternak's future watch PSA nine auto, Number nine ninety nine. So one sold uh, just two yesterday for seven hundred and eighty dollars. If that card, if you could have bought it in January, it was five hundred and seventy dollars. So that's over two hundred dollars, just about increase in the last four months, which is extremely impressive because he's been good the entire season. There already was some price increases from the start of the season to the start of the year. Now there's even more from the start of the year until the end of the season. So we'll see what happens in the playoffs. But uh, really fun for Bruins fans out there. And then the other guy is Connor McDavid. So now this is the first time. Uh, for anyone out there that doesn't follow hockey, first time in I think it's like twenty some years that there was two sixty goal scorers in the same season. So last year Austin Matthews scored sixty goals, but this year McDavid and David Pasternak both scored sixty goals. Uh, McDavid also just became the sixth player all time to break one hundred and fifty points in the season. The first since Mario Lemieux back in the nineties as well, I believe. And uh, yesterday someone got a really really good buy on this McDavid on card auto number of one seventy five here from ultimate uh, collection. It's a pretty sought after card. Um, if you are in the hockey card market, not as soft as the future watches or the cup RPAs uh, or, you know, really high end young guns, but it's still sold for $3,250. That's like $2,000 off what it's selling for at the beginning of the season. So honestly, I, I think that was probably just a really good buy. The other one that sold for around 3000 had nine autograph on it. Uh, but either way, McDavid is, is, is just unbelievable. He actually might be the most dominant, uh, player in a given sport in, in men's competition. You can definitely uh, compare him and Caitlin Clark probably for most dominant between, uh, you know, they're, they're giving competitions because Caitlin Clark just destroyed the, the women's NCAA tournament as well. So pretty crazy season for him. And then last one I wanted to highlight here is Kirill Kaprizov because he just came back from injury, played his first game in uh, over a month yet or two days ago for the Wild. Uh, this actually is my card here on the left, which I have had up for sale for uh, since the start of the season, actually, since I, since I acquired the National. I really like Kaprizov, so I have it pretty high, and I haven't gotten an offer close to the amount I want to take yet. But the last sale of this card was $4,000 on November 29th. Now, it's going to be interesting because the Wild, uh, they were in position to win their division, but I don't think that might that might not happen anymore. They're four points off the Avalanche. Avalanche are really coming on strong right before the playoffs start, which is good to see because – they won the Stanley Cup last year. They're quite injured most of the season, uh, but we'll see what happens with uh, with the Wild and if Kaprizov can carry them uh, pretty deep in the playoffs this year. Because last year they did not make it out of the first round, I don't believe. Although he did have an insane playoffs, they were just very undermanned last year from a support standpoint. So I'm excited to watch him play, and uh, maybe we'll see. Maybe I get an offer on this card in the playoffs if uh, if he does well. All right, we're going to end tonight's live stream off with a third and final segment here, which is called Real or Fake parentheses team success uh this is related to the mlb so nate i pulled four different teams that have either the rays the brewers you have two two of the four um twins no oh all right i'm not gonna keep guessing (laughs) okay so so i pulled four teams here and i want nate to tell all of us is their success so far real or is it fake Will it continue or will it not? And, they, and it can be for bad too. Like they're playing really bad, but they should be playing well. 
So maybe okay. now guess two more teams if you want to. Oh. No, I got nothing. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, first one is the Rays. It is, of course, the Rays. They're number one in the power rankings from MLB uh, at the end of week two. They're 9-0. They were ranked 11th last week before going on a nine-game win streak to start the season, although I heard, Nate, not the best teams they played so far. They, they played the A's, the Tigers. Yeah, not the best. All right, so you tell me, is it real or fake? And I'm not even talking about them being like halfway good. I'm saying like one of the best teams in the MLB for the entire season. Well, I definitely think it's real. The Rays are always up there. Um, you have a healthy Wander Franco. You've got a lot of healthy, like the Isak Paredes and um, guys like that that are in the in the lineup. They're not going to shock you or awe you, but they're solid major league contributors up and down that lineup. And you have guys like Curtis Mead who might come up later this year and guys, you know, guys like that. Uh, their pitching is great. Jeffrey Springs has been amazing. Um, and they just managed to always find diamonds in the rough like that. Uh, they signed to a contract extension. So I do. And they have 24 home runs this year. I just saw that earlier today. I think the next closest is 18, 24, like 16. Yeah. That's insane. Um, so they're 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 bopping some home runs. They're getting on base. They have the highest OPS in the majors. Uh, they haven't played the best teams, but when you start nine and zero, that's a really good head start. Like <laughs> yeah. they're you know you're you're supposed to beat the teams you're supposed to beat, and the fact that they didn't lose a couple games to teams they're supposed to beat is a really good sign. I agree. I agree. So as for some card uh, increases here, so Juan Franco, December 6, 2022, his Speckle auto number to have 299, BGS 9.5, sold for 1573. Uh, last night, one sold in the PWCC weekly auction for $2,070. It's a $500 increase in just, uh, what is that, three months or four months, excuse me. And uh, even ourselves, you know, last I mentioned on Slab Sox Sundays, anyone that watches both the streams, I know it's a lot to watch the Slab Sox within two days, so not sure how many of you watch both. But I mentioned that we did throw a couple of our wanders uh, high prices on the market to see what happened with his, uh, you know, increase in play and no, no injuries. And one of them actually sold today for, I think, uh, almost triple what we paid for it back in December as well. So uh, kind of got a nice buy and a rare card and, and turned out quite well. So hot starts can definitely lead to good increases in markets, too. So definitely watch that if you're one that was buying baseball back in November, December area for players that kind of had injured or disappointing uh, 2022 seasons. All right, next up, Nate. Oh, real, real quick, Tech. Tech is right. He says, Nate, we got to go to a Spokane Indians baseball game. Great time. Tech, I just looked at the prices. Like $29 a ticket. For a minor league baseball game? Yeah. Dude, I can go to the Brewers for cheaper than that. Way cheaper. That's crazy. Yeah. That's well, that was at this point. You don't have to pay for parking, though, which is nice. Oh, okay. So that's good. Yeah. Um, Next up on our real or fake Nate Dodgers at five and five. Uh, they actually increased one spot in the power rankings despite starting the season 500. What's crazy is eight of their 10 games have been against the Diamondbacks. That's in that's a weird start to the season schedule wise. Um, tell me, is this is this kind of uh slow and sleepy start? Is it is it real? Are they actually gonna be kind of eh, or is this a fake start? They're gonna really turn it on here pretty soon. Um, I think it's a fake start. I do expect them to turn it on. Remember, they've got Will Smith. They've got Freddie Freeman. Um, they've got Mookie Betts. They've got JD Martinez. Like that's going to be a really, really good top of your lineup. And then you've got got uh, young guys like Miguel Vargas 
Um, you still have Max Muncy in there, guys like that. So they've got bats. They've got bats. Uh, now on the pitching side, they also have plenty of pitching. Dustin May is a stud. You know, you you know we love Dustin May. Um, you still have Clayton Kershaw. You still have Julio Arias. Uh, Noah Syndergaard is there. Now, will they stay healthy? That's the biggest question on the pitching side. I don't trust the pitching health. And it's not as scary of a team as it's been in past years. No. When they when they had, you know, the, the Trey Turners and the Corey Seagers and all those guys. It's not as scary, but I they're definitely better than five and five, especially with that pitching. Yeah, so like I'm looking at the pitching staff, and while all nice names, it's like, man, I'm pretty sure all four of these guys have been hurt for any number of time over the last like three years. Um, yeah, it's, it's risk. It's risk. And but they also Kershaw, have guys behind them. Yeah. Gavin Stone, guys like that in the minors. They've got Bruce Argraderal as a relief pitcher too, which I know he's not going to be a starter, I don't think. And also Phil Bickford. I can't believe that guy's still playing. Um, either way, Nate, three home runs given up for Clayton Kershaw this year in two starts. Concerning or not concerning? Uh, how many home runs has Corbin Burns given up? Yeah, also like probably three. Um, you know, j- just asking. And his actually his gold refractor auto sold last night. This is the nine five um, from two thousand six. It sold for fifteen grand last night, which is actually a five thousand dollar increase since twenty twenty one. So congrats if you bought this in twenty twenty one to hold for two years through the last two years of the market and make five grand. Uh, pretty nice, pretty nice indeed. And Will says it's not just nine and zero; they're winning every game by four plus runs. I think it's a record that team is going to roll this year, and then losing the playoffs to World uh, WC team that gets hot, wild card, wild card te- yep, team that gets hot. So funny enough is that what you just kind of said is almost how our next team has been this year, the Brewers, where Nate our wins man have been like four plus every single game it feels, and then we've just got. The Cardinals, where we went against a lefty, and I think, Nate, dude, our, our lineup against lefties is not good. It's not good. That will happen. That's okay. We'll still win a couple of them, depending on who's starting pitching. Yeah. We might win it 2-1. to one. We might win it 1-0, to nothing, but we'll win some. Because Lauer uh, was pitching last game and gave up a couple home runs early, which just instantly put us out of it. Yeah. And there's also not as many left-handed starters as right-handed starters. Exactly. So we might face it, what, every five games or something like that. So let me ask you, let me tee it up here. So Brewers uh, ranked by MLB. We were 14 last week in power rankings. We increased six. I think it might be the single biggest increase on the list. Uh, Seven and two start. Still have us below teams like the Dodgers and the Padres. Is this start for real, this like beating good teams or were the other teams, meaning the Mets and the Cardinals, were they underperforming or the Brewers like, man, for real, like they were kind of taking it to them? Um, Well, let me start with, are the Cardinals the next team perchance? They're not, but they were they were one of the two options. I kept the Cardinals out. Okay, so the Cardinals pitching is just not that exciting. Um, their their rotation consists of Jordan Montgomery, Jack Flaherty, Miles Mikolos, Jake Woodford, and Stephen Matz. Quite literally, the only person I'm worried about in that entire rotation is Jack Flaherty, who did not he walked six guys against us. Yeah, so <laughs> it's it's not like the Cardinals. I don't necessarily think the Cardinals are underperforming. I think people over had over expectations of their rotation. And if some guys get hurt, they don't exactly have the depth that you would need. Um, so wait, I don't wait, 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 wait. Speaking of hurt, I, I can't believe you mentioned to me Aaron Ashby's out for the season, bro. Yeah, shoulder. That's devastating. Yeah, I didn't bring it up because it's bumming me out. <laughs> I had no idea, man. That's uh yeah. Is, How- is Hauser healthy? I haven't even seen him yet this year. No, he's not healthy yet. 
He'll be in the bullpen though when he becomes healthy. Yeah, but I was looking forward to a Hauser and Ashby bullpen. That's loaded. It would be. But but that's you bring up another point. So Cardinals, I don't think that was an underachievement. And as for the Mets, they spent a lot of money. But like you look at that lineup, and like Brandon was a very good player, right? Pete Alonso is a very good player, and uh Francisco Lindor is a very good player, but they're also the type of guys that kind of go on hot streaks, cold streaks, and don't you don't you you're worried about them. You're worried about Pete Alonso hitting a bomb, but you're not worried about Pete Alonso like the way you're worried about Aaron Judge or Mike Trout. And you're not worried about any of those guys in the way you're worried about some of those other big name stars, Shoei Otani. Which Otani, did you see his home run yesterday? Mm-mm. Dude, this thing was like six inches inside the strike zone. And he hit it for a home run. He's left-handed and he hit it for a home run left center, even though it was six inches inside on him. That's insane. Like that's like the type of ball that you pop up, you pull foul, you pull for a home run and he hit it. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, So, so as for anyways, as for the Brewers, as for the Brewers, their pitching rotation, we all know, is going to be good, mm-hmm. right? We just we just know the pitching rotation is going to be good. And if you have a good pitching rotation, you're likely going to be a pretty good team. The bullpen, I didn't expect to be amazing, but you have Devin Williams at the back end, and you always find one or two guys that's going to blow up in a year, no matter what happens for every bullpen every single season. Like so, Strzelecki, is he really good? Yeah, Strzelecki. Peter Strzelecki is really good. Yeah. Um, but the Brewers bullpen, by and large, has been amazing this year. In fact, in nine games, they have a .87 ERA. 0.87 ERA, the Brewers bullpen. Uh, first in first in the National League. They are fourth in starter ERA in the National League and therefore first in team ERA in the National League. They're also like second in runs scored in the National League. Now, I don't know how often they're going to keep – I don't know if their offense is going to keep this up. With young guys – they usually do pretty well. And then you get more book on them and all of a sudden, you know exactly where they can't hit the ball. Right. And you just start popping that zone. Um, So like, will Bryce Terang, will Garrett Mitchell, will Joey Weimer keep this up? I don't know. Will a guy like Brian Anderson keep this up? I don't know, but we also haven't had a ton of production from the William Contreras's, the Rowdy Telez's of the world, where even if they falter off a little bit, we can still get production from guys that haven't been producing. Yeah, and maybe stay even. And the young guys, nice, what? I was just gonna say, Contreras had a nice game yesterday. He was just kind of hitting singles the start of the season. Yesterday, he got him basically three times. Yeah, and and Yelich too. He wasn't hitting for power. Then he finally hit home run yesterday. Mm-hmm. So it's like you, as long as the young guys keep playing defense and take their occasional walks and slap some singles and maybe run into a home run. I don't care what they do on offense, um, as long as the other guys start hitting like we expect them to. And then yeah. anything we get from the Joey Weimers, from the Garrett Mitchells, from the Bryce Terangs is cherry on top. Do I think we're like uh, one of the best teams in the baseball? No. Do I think we're a playoff team? Yes. That's exciting. Honestly, like this year, my expectations were, were actually kind of nothing coming in this season, especially after not spending a single dollar in free agency until Wade Miley. And then we signed Brian Anderson, too, I think. And uh, which, if we were, let's say, win the signings division, combined were seven million bucks or something like that. And those were only t- like only two bigger signings, I think. Um, if we were to win the division, I would be ecstatic, you know. And anything in the playoffs is just cherry on top. But we win the division, coming. Well, this- I think 
So with O'Neill Cruz now being injured, did the pay? Hey, by the way, Pirates aren't in this list, but are they kind of for real? I won't. I'm not going to say the Pirates are for real or not. I will say I did. You do expect them a couple years into the rebuild now, and with the Reds as well, you kind of expect them to be a little bit more frisky, right? So the easy wins we might have used to get from the from the Pirates from the uh, Reds are no longer going to be there, but they're I'm not, not going to be there for the Cardinals or the Cubs either. We weren't winning those games a lot of the time last year, dude. We weren't, but we were before that. Yeah. There was a while there in 2018, 2019, 2020, where we yeah. were like 15 and two against the Pirates in a year type of thing. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> um, But with O'Neill Cruz out against for the Pirates, you know, that's a blow to them. Uh, I just... I, I think I think the NL Central is just really, really, really weak. I know we beat the Mets, uh, but the NL Central is just weak. And people are expecting things out of the Cubs. I just don't understand why. Um, the Cardinals, their pitching staff just isn't that spectacular. Their offense is great. Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Brendan Donovan, Lars Newtbar, uh, Tommy Edmond, Jordan Walker. Like, their offense should be amazing, but their pitching staff just – isn't like the most spectacular thing to write home about. So like, it's just not a deep division. And I do think the Brewers could easily win this division. Got you. And just to cover our price rise here for the Brewers. So Brian Anderson, um, of course, I think he had a really, really good rookie season or second year. It was for the Marlins back in 20, a couple good seasons before injuries the last two years. Yeah. So his red wave though, during the injury periods, you could have bought it. This is a red wave finest autograph. So for $52, number out of five, it just sold for one forty. Um, that's six days ago. Really hot start to the year. Three home runs at home, I think. Um, two in one game. And uh, honestly, it's really making this Luis Urias injury look like nothing. And I know that once he comes back, he won't be starting. But uh, that's another bat, at least in the in the in the team. Not not like yep. a crazy bat. Obviously, more <laughs> of a defensive player, I'd say, than a hitting. It's player. major league depth. Yeah, a lot of teams don't employ major league players for depth. Yeah, you know. So I agree. So also Brian Anderson, even if he doesn't keep hitting, that dude has a cannon at third base, and he's he looks pretty good there. So and he can play right field too if needed. So it's what's really nice about the Brewers. Real quick, one last thing is that their pitching is great, and it seems like their defense is really good. And even like their biggest question mark, William Contreras, um, he is his early season pitch framing numbers are like top ten in the league, which is crazy because I thought he wasn't supposed to be good defense at all. You know who else wasn't supposed to be good at defense? Who? Omar Narvaez. You know who became one of the best defensive catchers in baseball after coming to the Brewers? Omar Narvaez. <laughs> Omar Narvaez. So I did uh, I did expect the Brewers to to figure out William Contreras. I didn't know how quick it would be. Seems like it's been pretty quick. That's good, man. We'd love to see him be another all-star catcher uh, again. Now for us, it's instead of the Braves. All mm-hmm. right, last team here, Nag at the Phillies, because they started three and six. Uh, they dropped from eight to 13. So we pretty much switched roles with the Phillies in the power rankings. They shot ups up to where they were, dropped them down to where we were. Um, and Trey Turner, of course, at the great World Baseball Classic. Prices go up. People finally recognize their goodies. I'm not saying that he's not good, but uh, – at all, but he has ha- hasn't had the greatest start to the MLB season, given that he's one of five, four or five Phillies players, Nate, that have struck out over ten times this year. They've had a lot of strikeouts as a team. Strikeout, psych out. That's what I say about that. Just saying. Um, I'm not worried about the Phillies. They still have Kyle Schwarber. They still have JT Realmuto. They still have Trey Turner. 
They have Alec Baum. They've got uh, Nick Cassianos and Brandon Marsh. And um, no, they don't have uh, their first baseman that I can't remember his name now because he tore his ACL for and is out for You're the time. About, Reese Hoskins. Uh, Reese Hoskins. Um, but their their offense is just too good. Aaron Nola is a bona fide frontline starter. Uh, they will be they will be just fine in the long run, even if guys like Trey Turner are struggling to start the year. And uh, also, um, Bryce Harper still has to come back. And yeah, Bryce Harper's not healthy. All right, rapid fire, last thing, Nate, and then I'll talk about uh, our last slide. Which of these teams finishes with the best record this year between the Rays, the Dodgers, the Brewers, and the Phillies? Well, I'm a homer, so the Brewers. <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> okay, legitly, who finishes with the best record between the Rays and the Dodgers? Uh, that that's tough. Like the Diamondbacks seem a lot more scrappy. Um, the Padres are obviously supposed to be one of the best teams in baseball. So like those aren't easy wins. You got, you got the Rockies who can always, I don't know, maybe sneak out a win or two at home against a team like the Dodgers. But then you have on the other side, the Orioles are good. The Yankees are good. The Blue Jays are good, like really good. I do end up thinking that, you know, it's just it's just too tough of a division. AL is just too tough in general. Uh, I think it's going to be the Dodgers. Okay, got you. Thank you for the input, and uh, thanks for playing that game. Cool uh, says, guaranteed all-star market. I hope you're talking about William Contreras. I'm and, talking about uh, Bryson Stott, I think. Oh, I see. Oh, wait, no, that was Pat B. Sorry. I'm just looking at the gray bubbles and didn't look at the letters inside it or the names. Yeah, I, I think I think that he was talking about Contreras. Uh, and then Matthew says, what are your thoughts on buying Tatis? Is he a person you should avoid buying? Matthew, here's our thoughts. We bought one card of Tatis when his prices were down quite a bit uh, after the suspension. We bought it on Slapstock Sundays. Oh, that is true. You're he right. was you talking about Bryson Stott. Never mind. Yep. Um, we bought one card to Tatis when his prices were way down uh, in the offseason after the suspension. And that card, we are hoping to sell it here pretty soon. Uh, as he's coming back to play. So I, I, in my opinion, I just would rather make money on Tatis in the short run than buy him to have people switch their thoughts on him as, as time goes on. I mean, it can happen. It happened with A-Rod. His cards went back up after the suspension, but we'll see. And the thing he has going for Tatis has going for him is that he's so young. That is true. Lots of time to reconvince people of his uh, maturity or, or playing the field, whatever you want to call it. All right. Last thing for the day. I appreciate everyone coming here. I just want to give our uh, whatnot schedule for the week. So if you want to hang out, hang out with us the rest of the week, of course you can do so. You know, we're live pretty much every single day of the week now, uh, except for Saturdays and sometimes Fridays uh, between YouTube and whatnot. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we've actually had four straight days of streams. Uh, Tuesday, tomorrow, Nate's doing a Chrome F1 hobby. Pick your team case. And just about all those teams other than like 40 spots have sold for that case. So if you do like Formula One and want to get on a case break with the best prices you can find, uh, that's what we try to do for everything. Uh, you can go grab those teams right now. They are available to buy. Wednesday, I'm returning with my next soccer single sale. Uh, there are some really, really, really cool cards in it. It's under 100 this time because this is kind of like a hybrid show before the really, really big show at the end of the month. So uh, make sure to come and join my stream on Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Eastern time and find some good soccer deals. Really, really uh, like wheeling and dealing live on the stream as well. So you can buy the best deals you can see right now. 
uh, in the store, or you can come live to the stream to, to offer for them. And then Thursday, I'm actually going to be doing Tops First Edition Soccer Boxes because mine will be coming in, uh, in before then. So now I switch up Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern, Eastern time to do um, the Tops First Edition Club competitions. We'll be doing a pick-your-team break on that. Teams for that should be listed tomorrow, I hope. And I'll be breaking that on Thursday. I have six boxes. And then Friday, this has got an asterisk on it because the plan is to do 4 p.m. Eastern time for Topps Dynasty Baseball Release Day with Nate. Uh, this is a really big set this year because this has got your rookie patch auto on-card game-worn patch autos of guys like Julio Rodriguez, Wander Franco, um, what O'Neill Cruz, probably forgetting like Jerry Pena. Witt. Bobby Witt. There we go. I couldn't think Bryson, Bryson Stott, who we just talked about, will be in Bryson there. Bryson Stott, future Hall of Famer, of course, uh, the coin of cool. But I'm just messing around. Uh, but that's a big, big release. Probably the biggest uh, baseball release left for sure from 2022, I assume. And uh, I'm excited to watch that stream. So 4 p.m. Eastern time is the time we're putting out right now, although that could be subject to change a few hours in either direction. So basically the best thing to do, if you don't have the whatnot app, you can click the link in the description and get to our whatnot page, save all the different streams throughout the week. And you'll get notifications when we go live for any of them. Uh, but that's what we got going on this week. And uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Nate, how are you feeling about ripping some dynasty? You excited? Oh, I'm so excited. I know it's, I know, you know, uh, it's only 10 cards in the two cases, but I'm hoping for at least one, 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 maybe two. Wander, wander logo, man. Nate loses his mind. Probably runs away. I'd probably die right on the spot. <laughs> yeah, he would die right on the spot. <laughs> I'd have to fly to Washington to help get that card delivered. Uh, and forget about Nate, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, MKEM says Boba Shet, uh 30-year cards. Boba Shet 30-year cards. I'm sure there'll be a Boba Shet patch autograph in the set. Among dual patch autos and different things like that. Should have some really, really cool checklist. Triple autographs, I hope. Again, there was an Otani, Albert Pujols, and Mike Trout from, uh, I think, two years ago. So hopefully see something cool like that as well that's all we got for today come find us the rest of the week on whatnot obviously join us back here next sunday for slab sex sundays uh, we appreciate y'all for watching we'll see you all throughout the week on the different live streams see you guys